Hello, my name is Salas Yi, and I'm the host of White on Rice, a podcast where I discuss my personal struggles and experiences as a biracial white Asian. Be prepared for life advice, personal stories, and more in this episode. Enjoy. Today I'm going to be talking about an experience or an issue that is very niche, very specific to mixed people. Um, I think a lot of the things I talk about on this podcast can kind of, POC can relate to them, all POC, full POC, half POC, um, but this is a lot, like this is very specific towards mixed people. And I do want to say the topic is um, racism within your own family. and. I think that uh, I've heard POC on the internet talk about uh, their struggles with internalized racism from their own other POC family members. Totally not invalidating that. I don't think that either is worse. I think that they're both, like, both internalized and externalized racism is, like, a result of, like, the, again, deep-rooted racism within our society and stuff like that. But I think that what makes the externalized racism difficult is because when it's like my white family members um it like you can tell that it comes from a like genuine belief of superiority which is really sad and i'm gonna start off by telling you guys some of my personal experiences like within my own family um this actually this um story i'm gonna tell you right now happened before i was born and um so i don't really can't really talk about how it affected me because i I, like i didn't know about it until um until like just a couple months ago even but basically when my parents were dating and like or engaged to get married they didn't tell anyone and they didn't tell they didn't invite any family to the wedding because nobody really supported it um i think that people on my father's side weren't super supportive of it either like just because again like i think maybe being intimidated by my mom i'm not exactly sure but i know that on my mom's side my family had always wanted her to marry a rich jewish white boy um and so obviously when she um starts dating a um a chinese english major that was obviously not exactly where they'd imagined her ending up but i don't and i don't know if this was before or after the wedding but i know that my great-grandmother who is actually still alive um just for a little background my all my grandparents are dead and then my great-grandma my great-grandmother is still alive and she had said to my mom when like when she i either either when she found out that they were married or when she found out that they were dating that he doesn't have to be jewish he doesn't have to be rich why can't he just be white so that's like really that's like a big bomb to drop i think on like these like 20 year olds and just like basically saying like i don't accept you because you're not white because you're asian like that's really that's like incredible to even like i don't know that's just like i think it's it's weird to me because obviously now she's like 92 my great-grandmother and like i think old people and racism is a really it's a difficult topic because you want to kind of let them go you kind of want to just like push it off to being like they're old that's how they've always known things but it's like on the other hand they should be able to adjust themselves like obviously like with the covid pandemic like we we as humans are like built for to adapt we're built 
to to indoor change so i think that old people like should be able to kind of accept the ways of um or like to be more accepting towards all people and another thing is that like i said she is still alive and again it's interesting to hear that story now because she's i think feel like she is like relatively progressive now honestly i mean i've heard other stuff like where she has been definitely more um like discriminatory towards like um like just like i don't know i have heard other stories that have been more present but like even in terms of sexuality and stuff like my aunt is um gay and my mom is pan so she's like brought girlfriends to my great grandmother and she hasn't and my great grandmother hasn't necessarily been super um super like uh not accepting like she's been pretty accepting of these people so it's like it's weird to hear that story and i think that it's just like and it's like something that i don't even wouldn't even i'm not even going to talk from a place of like i can give advice because i genuinely don't know how to like know how to handle it because at the same time it's like i don't see her that often it's not super like an issue that i face every single day on a daily basis but i don't know it's just like something interest not interesting but just kind of like leaves like a bad taste in my mouth i guess um another thing that i think i've kind of maybe realized i don't know i feel like when i talk about this it sounds like a stretch but i also feel like i wouldn't be surprised if it didn't if it held some truth and that is that well okay to preface this my great-grandmother a girl obviously had three girls and then her oldest girl had a girl who was my mom and then my mom had an oldest girl child who was me and so and then my brother comes along um and he didn't break the cycle like i had cousins um before that were or like my mom had cousins that were boys but definitely i'm the only or for like basically until like a couple of years ago me and my brother were the only ones in our generation and he was the only boy in that generation obviously and i was the only girl but i think because there had been so many girls before that i think that people that like my family members were more drawn to me because of that and because i was the oldest but i question if it was also because i look more white and i know that that's kind of like a like a lot of pressure a lot like a big um kind of accusation to make but i don't think that necessarily it was like oh i'm gonna i will i like this child better because they look more white but i think it is because of this kind of i have this like i don't know if i would call it like a philosophy but i just i think i believe that as humans we are more drawn to people that look like us and in whether it has to do with race or not like you know those instagram accounts that are like um that are are they siblings or dating i think the reason there that there are so many couples that look like they could be siblings is again because we are drawn to people who look like us and so even if it wasn't like even if it was just like oh who should i have a conversation with who should i spend a little bit more time with like eating a family dinner who will i talk to and it's like because i also like in some ways a lot of people tell me i do look like my mom so like are you gonna talk to the age to the one that looks more asian and they're the one that looks like a mini version of my mom like i don't know i think that it was just like again i don't think that race was the driving factor in terms of like when they decided to bond more with me because i think that and now it's like super 
prevalent, relevant, like, clear, prominent, I don't know, um, that my brother definitely does not feel the same sort of love towards my family, I think, or from my family. He doesn't feel that love, and I think as a result of that, he's very distant towards them. He's, like, always on his phone, and they're always saying how, like, rude he's being, but I think it's, like, I genuinely think that it's a res- I, I think it's a result of the fact that maybe- I don't know. I don't know. And again, I also like talking about these experiences. These are all kind of like, this is just me having a very open conversation. I don't, I don't know. I wasn't, obviously I wasn't old enough to remember how much time they spent with my brother when he was little, but it's possible. I wouldn't exactly eliminate the idea that they spent more time with me when I was little. And so I always grew up with that feeling of like security, that feeling of love, like the, the feeling of embrace from my own family. And he just didn't get that as much. And now as a result, he doesn't like feel the need to have a connection with them because they didn't, they maybe possibly didn't give him that same sort of connection when we were younger. And again, I also am not like, this is just my guess. And I, but I also, I think that this um, topic, this like idea of like, a sibling that looks more white and a sibling that looks more POC and how they're treated by the white family, I don't think that that is something that, I think that is something that happens. Even if, even if I don't know if it actually specifically happened with my family, because again, I'm not, I wasn't old enough to remember like me and my brother's childhood and remember how he was treated specifically. But I do think that like the idea of a white sibling being treated better by the white family would totally be something that would happen. And so if you are listening to this and you relate to that, like, again, like, that's all like I'm trying to do is like have conversations and have discussions that people might find relatable. Um, and so that's kind of my extended family. Again, I think that extended family is difficult because it's like, yes, they'll always be your family. Yes, you'll always love them, but you, you're never going to have the same obligation to spend time with them. It's really like, I don't know. I think that especially if I was ever and not that I'm super, super bothered by this stuff like it just like again it irks me kind of but I don't really like I don't feel the like I don't feel like it's like deep-rooted hate like it's just like and that's another like kind of interesting thing or not interesting I really need to find like better adjectives to describe these experiences but it's just something that's like it's very normalized so it doesn't feel threatening I guess because it just feels normal in a way which isn't isn't that's not i'm not saying that's any better but i just don't feel like threatened by the like slight racism that i face in my extended family and i don't feel threatened by any of this honestly i think it's more of again just like something that i'd like to open a discussion like open up a discussion about but i don't think it's something that's like i'm again like this doesn't affect me on a daily basis i'm not like like i doesn't like present as a struggle that i really am like need to like not that i need to deal with but like as a struggle that I need to face every single day and that I'm feeling like weighed down by um so yeah that's kind of the extended family aspect and I think another thing is kind of the more remote family and I think again it's like with my mom I love her to pieces um and I think that this isn't again it's not rooted in hatred and it's and it's very casual it's very natural it's not and it's not something that's like a hate crime but and i've i've actually seen and i didn't actually realize that this wasn't necessarily okay um until i had seen it on tiktok and it was like mixed people talking about like like mixed fetish fetishization um and that's like another topic but this is kind of like again 
being called exotic by my mom is like I used to be called exotic all the time and there was an there's another girl in my class that is like half um Latina and half I think she's like half yeah she's like mixed and basically like my mom always called her exotic and said that we were very similar in terms of our looks because we both looked very exotic because and I think it's because we're some like we're part of the very small group of um of my class that is not fully white and I think the word exotic like is really interesting because it sounds super like it sounds super sophisticated and it sounds like this really like cool compliment like you look so exotic like that's so cool but when you really think about it like exotic means like exotic means like from outside of here it means not from around here so it's it's kind of just a way of saying like you don't look like you're from around here you don't look like you could fit in with us you look like you're from another land which like you look like you're from the outside and 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 it's and the it's said as a compliment so it's like it's really confusing and it's like again basically for all of my life until like this year i had never even thought twice about that i'd always just thought it was like a super cool compliment again because like exotic like you think of like you want to go to like some exotic place and have like this really fun time but when you like break down the meaning of it it means like not from around here so that's like very and again like i don't feel like degraded by this i just like i just think it's something interesting and something that needs to be made aware and i should probably maybe confront my mom about it but I, at the same time and that's another thing about being mixed is that the microaggressions are so small that point blank period like i don't want you don't you, you never want to address like the microaggressions because it's gonna it can be a super awkward conversation because just to be like well hey like this isn't okay because i feel like already as a mixed person like my experiences are constantly being invalidated so there's that fear of like if i talk to any white person about any like microaggression that i feel like they're putting on to me that they're gonna be like well you're just soft you know kind of like that but then when you add the like the factor that it's like your own family like you don't want to like like because again like you i know that it's from a place of love and like in confrontation in your own family <clears throat> sorry is like um is like so much harder so i think that i don't know if i'd ever confront my mom about saying that because again it's just and it's so small and like and then but i don't want to and that's why i have this podcast to talk about it to open a discussion and to recognize it and to say that i'm not invalidating my own experience and me choosing not to talk to my mom about it is like i don't know like maybe as listeners you guys feel like i don't know if you guys would how you guys would handle this again it's just it's just so small that i feel like sometimes it doesn't matter and like but but i also know it does and that's why i talk about it on here um what else i'm trying to think if there's like anything else like again like just like jokes and again it's like it's so hard because it's like i know these come from a place of love and i know these are like their intentions are so not harmless or they're so not harmful like they don't i know my family has like no harmful intentions but like even i don't know if you guys know what bok choy is it's like an asian vegetable and um i hate it i just like i think it's so gross and but my mom like really likes it and so she'll make it and she'll be like why don't you like bok choy it's like the food of your people and i'm like and i know that it was a joke like she like she said this a couple months ago and i I knew it was a joke and i know that like the joke is also because i have been talking to her and i have been more open about my struggle with identity and like she was kind of like well if you want to feel more in touch with your chinese side you or your chinese side you should eat more bok choy and like because it's like the food of your people and like i know 
that it was a joke and I know that she like and I know it was from a place of love and I know that she was just trying to like jokingly get me to eat food but again it's like just like again recognizing that that wouldn't necessarily be something that would be okay from anyone else so how do we handle it when it comes from our own family and I think that's really the the big takeaway from this episode is that there is a there can be a lot of externalized racism that you face that mixed people face from their white from the white side of the family that goes excused because they are your family and so how do you deal with that again like i said i like to usually try to end episodes with like this overarching idea or like this overarching solution but genuinely i don't know and personally again i'm not saying to do this i'm not going to address it because like i don't know i just like i feel like what else can you really do like i like i not that i couldn't like i know like what else could i really do well i could address it but i think that for now it's not a huge issue because again it's like these comments are really few and far between like they're, they don't really happen like that often or like often enough for me to like really feel offended or me to like for it to really affect me and again what i would do is just to continue talk to talk about it with other mixed people and with other people who go through the same thing and then if you talk about it enough and you feel comfortable enough and feel confident enough in your stance on the subject then yes have a discussion with your family because again in the end it's still not good and them being family doesn't excuse it and i think that's maybe what i'll try to do is try to talk about this kind of like externalized racism within my own family more and talk like i'll try to talk about it more and then if i ever get to a place where i really feel comfortable in myself and confident in myself and comfortable in my relationship with my family then i will have a discussion but until then i think it's again just about bringing awareness having discussions and wrecking and recognizing it is like one of the first steps and honestly that can be really hard on its own like recognizing the racism especially and that is the thing especially because it's within your own family i think if you can take the first step of recognizing it that is like that is like that's honestly half the battle i think that is really good to just like recognize it for yourself wait this might not be okay and this might be generally like general like genuinely racist I hope you enjoyed this episode of White on Rice. Feel free to contact me through any of the handles that I have left in the description of this episode. New episodes will be released every other Sunday. You can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or any other similar platform. And as always, I hope the discussions and lessons you learned today stick with you like White on Rice.